What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number four of the Nest Football Show. Eddie and I are back at it again. We cannot wait to get into it. We got a lot of great fantasy beats to talk to you guys about. But first, I got to tell you about Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is our proud sponsor. This podcast is presented by them. If you put in 20 bucks, they will match that. Anything up to $250. So let's say you throw in $250, they'll match that too. Use the promo code NEST in all caps for a 100% match on your first deposit of up to $250. With that being said, let's get in to the NEST Football Show episode number four. Hello, you play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? I'm sorry, I thought this was a All right, Eddie, good to have you back, my friend. I just want to get right into it, dude. Thursday Night Football, finally have a good game. Last Thursday night was a stinker of all stinkers. Uh, Bucks at 3-1, and one, taking on the Bears at 3-1. and one. Eddie, what do you think about this one, my friend? I mean, I know we slept on the Bucks running game last week. Um, I know Ronald Jones popped off. So I'm going to be a little more cautious. I don't personally have any Tampa Bay running backs. Um, but I'd say the best play this week will be Ronald Jones, just coming off of his week last week. Um, <clears throat> Allen Robinson did have 23 last week, but he did have that late touchdown in garbage time. You know, if you have him, start him, but I don't see him putting up more than 20. So I'm going to differ with you a little bit on that. I don't think Ronald Jones should be a play in any respect. He had a good week. Him and Fournette, they've been inconsistent. Uh, I think the best play here is Mike Evans. He had 25.2 last week. And Chris Godwin's always a play. If he, He's questionable, though, so we'll see. Uh, also, Tom Brady. He looked like Tom Brady last week. He was down in that game 24-7 to at one point. I, uh, I took a short nap. I turned red zone back on, and he's up by three scores. He went off. I saw the highlights. So if you got Brady, you definitely, you definitely got to play him as always. He's just got so many weapons. And another thing to keep an eye on is with O.J. Howard out, could we see Gronk emerge a little bit? He's been very quiet so far. So we'll see. Gronk and Cam Brady is something to keep an eye on with O.J. Howard out for the season. Yeah, I mean, but also remember, Tom Brady had a great connection with Scotty Miller, and you always Ooh, think of right. all wide receivers that he had in, in New England. Him and Scotty Miller looked like they were really connecting and their chemistry was on par. So Scotty Miller might be a guy. I don't think he's start-worthy, but might want to stash him on your bench. Eddie's a big stash him on your bench guy. If, if, if Eddie could, he'd stash every single rookie in the NFL on his bench. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I agree. Scotty Miller had a good week. Uh, this is a good one. Bills versus Titans. Two undefeated teams going at it, Eddie. Uh, I look at the Bills and Diggs and Josh Allen. I have Stephon Diggs. He's my flex. That's how lucky I am, how lucky I was to get him in the late rounds. Put him in your lineup. They each – I think he had 17, Josh Allen had around 26. 
So both good plays. But what I'm most excited about for the Bills is Devin Singletary. He had 17 week prior. He had 18 last week. He's the bell cow on that offense. He's emerging as a solid flex play. So I'm really excited about what he could bring to the table. Um, if you have Devin Singletary, put him, in, put him in your lineup. This Bills team is explosive. This offense is explosive. This is, this is a player you definitely want to have in your lineup. But so, so other than that, moving on to the Titans, Jonu Smith and Derrick Henry should be in your lineup. People don't realize this, but Jonu Smith is the eighth best tight end this year. So I know Eddie's a big Jonu Smith guy. He's smiling right now. He is someone you want in your lineup. Uh, Corey Davis, he was a waiver wire guy in my league a couple of weeks ago. He's starting to heat up. He had 11 last week. He's somebody you maybe want to consider putting in your lineup. And with Ryan Tannehill, he's having a decent season. He's in the top 20 for quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill, he might be, I don't want to say start, but he's definitely a guy to consider if you're on a QB week team. So, yeah, Eddie, what do you think about this one? I'm picking, I'm picking the Bills in this one. What do you think? Yeah, so quick wanted to touch on Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith was tight end two before that awkward bye where they were – I believe they were supposed to play Pittsburgh. Uh, it was very unfortunate for me because I had him starting against Pittsburgh last week, but then I had to start Noah Fant. Um, right now this week, I'm between do I start Fant or do I start Johnny? two guys that I drafted late in drafts. I was able to get Johnny Smith in like rounds 12 and above. So that's a tough decision for me. Um, Derrick Henry is, you know, he's, he went in the first round in most drafts. You got to play him. I mean, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. If you ask me, obviously Singletary had a big week. It's what we kind of predicted here. Um, Corey Davis with the injuries with AJ Brown. I mean, AJ Brown has been non-existent this year. Um, It's unfortunate because his ADP was so high, but you know, injuries happen. That's part of the game, especially this year with no preseason and the effects of COVID-19. So, Who are you picking, Eddie? I like the Bills. You know, they had an impressive win at Las Vegas versus the Raiders. Um, Josh Allen is hot. And obviously, Stephon Diggs, I think, right now is a top 10 receiver. So I like the Bills. Uh, Cole Beasley also had that insane acrobatic catch uh, in the end zone. He got almost put head over heels um they got a lot of underlying weapons they got john brown they got some guys that can really play and you know Diggs obviously is getting most of the attention that doesn't even matter because he's going up against number one corners and still putting up production so i like Diggs every single every single week without a doubt yeah and just to piggyback off what you said about cole beasley i forgot to mention this Cole Beasley could be a waiver wire guy. You know, I was watching that game last week and Cole Beasley was clearly the second target and he looked great out there. You know, Cole Beasley, he's, he's not, he's not a fancy relevant guy for me yet, but he looked good. And Eddie, just to, I forgot who are you're picking the bucks versus the bears, right? I forgot to ask you. Uh, yeah, I like the bucks. Cool. Cool. Okay. All right. We have a stinker Texans. Owen four. Jags one and three. Eddie, give it to me, man. What in the tarnation is up with Houston, man? The Texans are looking horrific. I don't uh, get play it. calling isn't there, and they're very inconsistent on both sides of the ball. Uh, if you're Deshaun Watson, you're really missing DeAndre Hopkins. 
I personally think DeAndre Hopkins is one of the most reliable and talented receivers in the game, especially for where Watson was going in drafts. You know, I just feel sorry for you. Um, but the Jags haven't looked too good either. Minshew had a bounce back week last week, you know. Yes, he did. Raider, I know you were getting on me with the with the Gardner Minshew hate, but Minshew did pretty well last week. He had 23.9 points. We're going to round that up to 24. Uh, borderline 70 completion percentage. With 351 yards and two TDs, he did have an interception, but he still put up big numbers. I had Matthew Stafford and Justin Herbert. So all my quarterbacks did well last week. Uh, you know, into some question marks as Stafford has a bye this week. Do I play Herbert at New Orleans or do I play Minshew at Houston? I might be leaning towards playing Minshew, but right now I got Herbert in my lineup. So, yeah, so, Eddie, uh, I was a little harsh on Gardner last week, you know. I think Minshew, I think Minshew is the play in that situation. So, I mean, if, if you look at this team, his wideouts are just continuing to be productive. And LaVishka Chenault and Keelan Cole are definitely two guys you want to take a look at on the waiver wire. This Jags team is quietly becoming, you know, a fantasy-relevant offense. DJ Clark had 29 points last week. I don't own DJ Clark, but if you own him – you know, he might be a borderline flex play. He really might be. This Texans team is bad. This Texans defense is bad. And Minshew returned to form last week. So, and also start James Robinson. He only had 14 last week, but he's the bell cow. He gets all the touches. And what, uh, what I always say about running backs is if they aren't getting the touches, do not play them. Being a fantasy running back, it's all about touches. If you're in a running back by committee, it's not looking good for you. Um, with the Texans, I mean, other than Deshaun Watson, nobody's fancy relevant. I'm trying to trade David Johnson as we speak. Do not touch anybody else. Will Fuller, don't touch him. He ranks 20th in fantasy points among wideouts. Other than, other than Deshaun, who's, who's hanging in strong there, I would not – I just wouldn't play anyone. I'm picking the Texans. Sorry, I'm picking the Jaguars. I'm not picking the Texans. Eddie, I assume you're picking the Jags too? Yeah, Jake, I like the Jags. Uh, I think Minchie is going to put up another great week for fantasy. Keep an eye on him, Minchie Mania. Uh, Bengals versus Ravens. You got a 1 2 and 1 team versus a 3 and 1 team. And what is shocking for me is the 1 2 and 1 team has much better fantasy options than the 3 and 1 team, one of the best teams in the NFL. So looking at the Bengals, Joe Mixon, he had 42 points last week. Tyler Boyd ranks 15th in fantasy points among wide receivers. He's so underrated, and at the very minimum, he's a wide receiver too. So that's something you want to keep an eye on. A.J. Green, he had 1.4 last week. You know, I think A.J. Green, I hate to say it, I loved him back in the day, 2014, 2015 on my fantasy teams, but he's somebody I think that we might need to have a retirement ceremony for A.J. Green because he's just not fantasy relevant in my eyes anymore. But somebody who is fancy relevant is Eddie's boy, T. Higgins. 13 last week, another 10-plus point week for T. He's only owned in 36% of leagues, so he's someone you want to put a claim in for. I know Eddie's probably putting a claim in for him this week. Are, are you, Eddie? Most likely. I'm looking at my wide receivers, and obviously Michael Gallup has been a huge disappointment. I threw in, uh, I threw in a claim for him, and I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get him anyway because I'm 3-1. and one. I'm at the bottom of the waiver order, and, of course, Eddie's going to pick up T. Higgins. Um, 
though the uh, Ravens, Eddie, what do you think about this Ravens team? Fancy options. Yeah. So just like last week, I mean, we told you to stay away from Baltimore's uh, rushing attack. Obviously Lamar had the long touchdown run um, against Washington. Mark Ingram only had eight carries for 34 yards, averaging a reasonable 4.3 yards per carry. He did have a touchdown, but if he didn't score that touchdown, he wouldn't have been as valuable. They continue to split up the workload. You know, Mark Ingram had eight for 34 and a touchdown, but, you know, obviously he was dependent on that touchdown. So definitely stay away from the running backs. But this, I think this Ravens team is taking a downgrade on their production on offense. You thought going into the year that they were going to be a solid running team, but none of these running backs and one guy I was really high on pre-draft was J.K. Dobbins. Me too. Going into and immersing himself into a great role in uh, Baltimore, um, having a great chance to thrive, but he's been also irrelevant. So when it comes to this Ravens offense fantasy-wise, there's really nobody. Um, I do like T. Higgins. Um, <clears throat> he did have a good last two weeks, you know, putting up 13-plus points. Um, but his first two weeks, I think he was injured week one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his, his value and his production is only going to go up, especially with A.J. Green just not looking too hot. Um, you know, I think A.J. Green's a little washed up. You know, I avoided him in all of my drafts. Um, and, yeah, T. Higgins is only owned in 36% of ESPN leagues. I think that will definitely go up once everyone gets their waiver claims on Wednesday. He's he's going to be owned in like 80% of leagues by Wednesday. But I um to piggyback off what you said about the Ravens, you know, fantasy-wise, you don't want to touch one of these running backs because every week they divide the workload up and one of these running backs is just the highest any one of them will get every week is like seven, eight points. You need a running back who gets the touches. And guys like Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, they're not getting the touches that, that a fantasy-relevant running back gets. But the Ravens, I'm still picking the Ravens, obviously. I mean, fantasy-wise, they suck. But at, uh, foot, football-wise, they're awesome, though. Bengals are a shit team. I'm picking the Ravens. I assume you are too, right? I like the Ravens this week. Falcons 0-4 versus Panthers. Eddie, who are you picking in this one, and what do you think about it? I like the Falcons this week. I think they're going to get their first W. Uh, They've been hanging around in some games. And, you know, obviously that explosive offense with Matt Ryan throwing the ball. Um, You know, I had Russell Gage starting out my flex, and I was actually playing Raider, uh, relying on Gage to have a big week. Um, Didn't get it done for me, but obviously we should still have faith in him because Matt Ryan is throwing the ball, and he is very accurate. and you said you were talking about DJ Moore um, and his concerns considering Robbie Anderson is clearly the guy. And surprisingly for his ADP, he's ranked ninth among wideouts. Um, I look at this and it's a shame, you know, they switched quarterbacks. They went, they went from Kyle Allen and Cam Newton to Teddy Bridgewater. And Bridgewater has clearly developed that relationship with Robbie Anderson. He's been great. I picked him up late in my draft, and he's been a killer for me. I actually benched Julio Jones last week, and I played Robbie Anderson over him. And 
Now, one of the most interesting scenarios on this Carolina Panthers team is Mike Davis. So Mike Davis had 20 plus points again last week, and I have Mike Davis on my team. So I've been thinking about this because Christian McCaffrey, he's going to come back in two weeks. So you might get one, two more good weeks out of Mike Davis. What I would do is, what I've been trying to do is you should trade Mike Davis to a team that owns Christian McCaffrey. And that way you can get some value for Mike Davis. And that way some guy, whoever owns Christian McCaffrey, can get value for Mike Davis when McCaffrey's still hurt because the Panthers can plug in any speedy running back in there and they will produce. And Mike Davis has shown that. The Panthers are 2-0 with Mike Davis and 0-2 with McCaffrey as their starter. So try and, cause try and trade Mike Davis and get any value for him when you can because in two weeks, he's not going to be having the same type of production he's, he would be having because McCaffrey will be back. So try and trade him when you can. Get something for him. I'm picking, I, I'm picking the Panthers – uh, I, I thought I teetered on picking the Falcons for this one, but I just think the wheels on the bus are falling off for the Falcons. So I'm picking the Panthers. But when you look at this Panthers backfield, all of them are getting volume in the passing game. In the three weeks that Mike Davis got significant time and fantasy points, um, I'm not sure if he even played week one, but he recorded eight, eight and five receptions in all three games. Uh, and he averaged over 15 points. So Mike Davis has just been tremendous. And it's unfortunate that his fantasy production will not hold up once McCaffrey gets back. But obviously if you're a CMC owner, you drafted him number one overall or number two or in the top three, uh, you're obviously very, very happy that he is coming back in the next couple of weeks. Raiders versus Chiefs. Raiders on a little bit of a slide right now, losing two in a row versus the Chiefs, the best team in football. Eddie, what do you think about this one? So, yeah, when it comes to Mahomes and this offense, you know, Mahomes has been one of the consistent – one of the most – when you think about the Chiefs and this offense, obviously it's all revolved around Patrick Mahomes. Uh, great season so far. Um you know, 20 points per game across the board. Uh, he's currently quarterback number four, um, <clears throat> especially having 43.6 against a Baltimore defense at Baltimore. Uh, I think he has a favorable matchup against Las Vegas, um, and obviously he's a must-start. I mean, I think Mahomes has a favorable matchup against any team in the NFL. He's just that good. Like, Eddie, do you remember we we were watching that game and we were just in awe, like, of what he does on – like, it's insane. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but – Absolutely absurd. Um, it's absolutely absurd. I totally agree. And when you think about it, he's throwing the ball a decent amount. Um, you know, he threw it for 31 times. He was 31 of 42. Uh, had a 74% completion percentage. Um, but, yeah, I like him. He's only had – so his stat line is he had 211, 302, 385, and 236. Uh, he's put up at least two touchdowns in all weeks. I love Mahomes. I mean, until you tell me otherwise, I love Mahomes. I don't own him in any of my leagues. I'm more of the wait late on a quarterback type of guy and stack up on running backs and receivers. But when we look at 
a guy that has kind of gone under the radar considering he was picked in the first round in most leagues is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's great. Uh, putting up a pretty balanced stat line. I mean, 12.1 last week versus New England on 16 touches. That's not going to cut it. Um, as well as 18.4. Like, that is reasonable numbers. But with a guy you draft in the first round, you want him to see – you want to see someone like Hilaire and other guys you drafted in this area to put up 25-plus points. You know, 12 points, you know. I'm going to talk about this guy real quick, and I'll talk about him later, is Antonio Gibson. Uh, I've been really been patient on Antonio Gibson. But a guy like this where I got in, like, the fifth round uh, really took a shot in the dark with a rookie running back on a terrible offense. Antonio Gibson has looked incredible. Uh, he had he had some great plays versus Baltimore. He had he had twenty plus points. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, and, so Antonio Gibson he had he had twenty two point eight points. He had four for eighty two on in the air, and he you know made the most with his thirteen carries, uh, averaging three point five yards a carry, had four two yards and a touchdown. It's insane to think that you could make a legitimate argument that Antonio Gibson could be the best rookie running back out there right now. And it, listen, Hilaire's great. He's, he's, he's a good player. He's going to be a pro bowler for years to come. But he was severely overvalued, severely overvalued. And, Eddie, you aren't going to agree with this, but I think Josh Jacobs was severely overvalued as well. Now, Josh Jacobs, he had a massive week one. He had 35 points. You obviously still play him in your lineup, but he's been average at best. He has not had, in the last three weeks, I believe he had 13 points, 9 points, and 10 points. That's average, and Eddie in our league picked him fifth overall. Now, he is somebody who, he's still top 10 in fantasy points for running backs because he had that massive week one, but it's just... There were certain running backs, like you can put Kenyon Drake in that group too, where they were, they were guys that were severely overvalued. Hilaire and Josh Jacobs are great players, but they have not been playing, aside from flashes in the pans, like first-round draft picks this year. I disagree, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Kenyon yes. Drake sucks. Oh, I will say it until I die. This guy was going in the second round. He was a borderline first-round pick. Borderline <laughs> first-round pick. He was usually picked him. in that 11-12 slot if he was going in the first round. This guy is just horrific. He's getting the bulk of the carries in Arizona, and he has just not done anything with it. If I were the Cardinals, you know, I believe Izzy hurt. No, he's, he's healthy. No, he's completely healthy. Eddie, I was watching that game. He is just horrible. He's just not good. Like – he was handed the ball, I think, three straight times in the goal line. He just couldn't get it done. But Eddie, you said he just—you said he disagreed about Josh Jacobs. So would 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 you agree? Just tell me. Just th this is my point. Aside from week one, he has been an average fantasy running back at best. Aside from week one, he's been a, he's been very average the last three weeks. Oh yes, no, I was disagreeing on the fact that you put Josh Jacobs in the same category as. Kenyon Drake and oh okay fair enough fair enough yeah so I think there's 
a big separation there. I think Josh Jacobs, I mean, He's his a- carries have gone down, though. He was averaging around 26 carries in the first two weeks. And then weeks three and four, he's only been getting 16 and 15. So it's tough to say. I think he's going to bounce back. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think after his bye in week six, I see he has some favorable matchups at Cleveland, at L.A., uh, Denver, who obviously lost Von Miller before the season. I'm still trusting Josh Jacobs, and there's no way I'm not starting him considering his upside. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Eddie, and that's a fair counterpoint to make because guys like Hilaire and Josh Jacobs, I genuinely think that they've been that, – that they are good players, and they've had weeks in fantasy where they've looked like the first-round talent. Kenyon Drake's just been horrible throughout the year. So, yeah, that's very fair to say. Um, aside, there were a couple other things I wanted to throw in on, on the Raiders. Uh, Darren Waller, he had a bounce-back week. You know, he's been the third-best tight end in fantasy football. I picked him up off waivers last year. It's my second straight year with him. Like, I have a love affair with Darren Waller. He is so good at football. Like, if you watch him, he is a, he is a wide receiver playing the tight end position. He is so good. His body frame is so unique. He's just electric. He's everything I wish that Zach Ertz could be. And uh, Henry Ruggs is questionable this week. He's been out the last two weeks. Now, that's something Eddie and I really always like to keep an eye on is how are they going to integrate Henry Ruggs into this Raiders offense? They, they took a chance. They drafted him a little higher than I would have. So it's definitely interesting to see how they will integrate him into the offense. How did they not, how did they not take Jerry Judy? That, I will never understand that. But I am picking the Chiefs. I, this, this could be the lock of the week. I, I hope you're picking the Chiefs too or you're a moron. I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs as well. I think they're just red hot. Yeah, they're just so good. They're Andy Reid is taking the Chiefs back to back with his ham sandwich in his hand. <laughs> I love the Chiefs, and man, the way they beat up on Baltimore. Um, obviously, that matchup was with two of the most premier young quarterbacks in the league. I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes is crazy. You think about him, he is one of he he had that massive contract getting paid, I believe it was four fifty. And then if he either if he makes the playoffs or wins the Super Bowl, he gets an additional five hundred thousand dollars. He's set for life. So he's set for life. He's the partial owner of the Kansas City Royals. Like this guy is living the dream. And his wife is living lavish. Uh Archie's a decent chick, but it, it pisses me off. Yeah, I don't know what's up with his girlfriend. Like, I don't know his girlfriend's out of married. I know. I don't get that. If you're Patrick Mahomes, how do you how do you wifey that girl up? Like all those videos of like her and Jackson Mahomes on the sidelines at games just drove me nuts. Anyway, we we could have a whole podcast about how Jackson Mahomes and Mahomes' girlfriend just sucks. But moving on. Cards versus Jets, borderline stinker. The Cardinals have been disappointing the last two weeks. They're two and two. The Jets are zero and four. There's not many great fantasy options in this one, not at all. Kenyon Drake, like we said, the guy's been brutal. Three point five points last week. He is ranked thirty fifth among running backs. He's a bust. He's a bust. You know, I was watching Red Zone all last Sunday because the Eagles weren't playing till eight twenty, and. 
just no explosiveness. You know, the Cardinals O-line, it's nothing great, but it's like Miles Sanders is a shit O-line, and he's been good this year. So, uh, you obviously want to play Kyler Murray. D-Hop only had 11 last week, but I still like their connection. I expect to bounce back against the Jets, and I don't even know, like, what to say about the Jets. Nobody is fantasy relevant. I think now that Washington's got Gibson and McLaurin, literally – like, it's astonishing. I cannot make a case for anybody to be fancy relevant on the Jets. There is not one player who I would even give a thought into having in my lineup. There isn't anybody I'd even want to have on my bench. This David team – <laughs> Fuck off. This team is so bad. This team is actually, like, atrocious. Like, people thought – people think Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz are bad. Adam Gase and Sam Darnold. Like, imagine there's Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz here. Then there's 50 piles of crap, and then there's Sam Darnold and Adam Gase. I think Adam Gase, the problem, I think he had to fire him. You know, the Texans made the smart move to fire Bill O'Brien, and he's got Deshaun Watson, and he couldn't win. Uh, You got a young quarterback in Sam Darnold. You have a coach who's ruining him, a coach who could not assemble a roster. It's insane to me. I'm picking the Cardinals. I would bet my life savings on this game. How about you? So he went from the head coach of divisional rival Miami to New York. Why didn't the Jets, like, figure that out? Why didn't they take a hint that this guy sucks at football? His IQ is horrific. And <laughs> he drove two, he, he drove half that division into the ground, literally. And, like, and if, and if you look at the Dolphins, the Dolphins without him, they're starting to get their shit together. I'm not saying that they're a good football team. But, you know, Fitz, Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker, they kind of went off last week a little bit. And, yeah, he's, he's incompetent as they come. You know, I, he's wasting Lev Bell, too. Like, Lev Bell. Poor Lev Bell. Le- Le'Veon Bell has been hurt, though. But, obviously, Devontae Parker had a huge game last week. Uh, one of the first times I've heard a Miami Dolphins receiver have 10 receptions Parker finished the game with 10 for 121. Uh, solid, solid week for him. I mean, but, man, Adam Gase, he sucks. The Jets should have freaking done their homework and studied on this guy before hiring, hiring him as their next head coach. I mean, let's just be real here. One of the things um, with Adam Gase is, too, though, it's like you can make – he could always say, well, I won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's because you had Peyton Manning as your quarterback. I could win a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. I wouldn't have to do shit. I could win a Super Bowl. Anyway, I mean, dude, every time I get mad about the Eagles situation or the Phillies, I always just think, you know, at least I'm not a Jets fan. So, <laughs> speaking of the Eagles, Eagles 1-2-1 one, one for Steelers 3-0. Eagles- Real quick, let me touch on this guy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. All right, talk. Chase Edmonds is a very, very intriguing player. Uh, he had, you know, he only had four carries week four. Obviously not ideal, but he had 15 points. He had, he had five receptions for 24 yards and a touchdown. You could say he was a bit dependent off of that touchdown, but he did play well. And considering I think Kenyon Drake has a chest injury, <clears throat> I think I really – I like the upside for Edmonds. I think if Kenyon Drake gets hurt, you're going to hear everyone screaming towards Chase Edmonds. Uh, he's gotten opportunities in the past to kind of be that handcuffed guy. Uh, 
he's definitely talented. I mean, he's a young run, running back with a lot of potential. You just got to let him loose. Yeah, so one of the things that's interesting, too, um, that's, that's a good point, Eddie, because what's interesting is now we'll see – now we'll see with Chase Edmonds playing. Is it a Kenyon Drake problem or is a is it a Cardinals offensive line problem? So we'll Indeed. be able to see. Uh, Eagles one two and one versus Steelers three zero. The Eagles, uh, thank God they won the game. I they gave me a heart attack. But my biggest takeaway from that game, Carson Wentz is back, folks. That man did everything in his power to win that game. He was running like 2017 Carson once. He was throwing the ball on the run like 2017 Carson once. He was dropping dimes like 2017 Carson once with no receivers. Who is Travis Fulgham? Dime right in his hands. Easy. Ertz had four catches for nine yards, and Carson once still threw for over 200 yards passing and won the game. I love Carson once, and I'm sorry I ever doubted him. He is ginger Jesus. I will ride Carson Wentz till the day I die. He's my quarterback. He's back. Uh, Fantasy-wise, Miles Sanders, he only had nine points last week, which he didn't really stand out. But, I mean, he's Miles Sanders. you got to play him. But what scares me about Miles Sanders is he's playing a stacked Steelers D-line. So you still got to play him because you invested big on him early in the first round of your draft. I assume everyone who drafted him. But – I could see him having six, seven points this week, sadly. But someone who I can see having 11, 12 points is Greg Ward. Now, Greg Ward, in my opinion, you put him in your lineup. He's a flex. Greg Ward is a flex wide receiver. He's great. He's, he's great. He's, he's really good at creating separation. He's quick. He's speedy off the snap. He's great at creating separation. And I love the way he gets open. He had, I think, I want to say he had 11 fantasy points last week. So. No, let me just just cut you off there. Yep. So he had four for 38, averaging 9.5 yards on seven targets and had 7.8 points. I thought he had a lot more watching. All right. I'll take a retraction. I'd still play Greg Ward, though. I thought, yeah, yeah. I remember we we were watching that game. We were thinking, wow, Greg, Greg Ward's dominating out there. But I think that also could be that we just don't have anybody else playing wide receiver. Um, And (laughs) Dismal. Yeah, dismal. But, yeah, no, I'd still play him. 7.8 points. I mean, who else is Carson going to throw the ball to? Zach Ertz? Now, here's the thing with Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. If you drafted Zach Ertz, it's the same – the same thing goes for Mark Andrews. Zach Ertz and Mark Andrews, but Zach Ertz here in particular, he has performed below par this year. You know, you saw in week one where Goddard was the main target. He ranks 16th among tight end and total fantasy points this year. And on top of that, he's only been in the top 15 in points one week. I mean, look, I'm not going to say sit Zach Ertz, but it's just – it's just, I think Father Time might be catching up to him. Plus, he's unhappy with his contract. That could be something that is factoring into this. But, yeah, he just doesn't look like Zach Ertz this year. Unfortunately not. And, uh, you know, with Zach Ertz – you know, it's tough to say because obviously piggybacking off what you said, he <clears> – you invested a lot of value into him thinking that he would have a great year like he usually does with fantasy. Um, Carson just hasn't been able to get him the ball. And it's very unfortunate. And you saw week one, Goddard had 24 points. Um, what in the world happened to Deontay Johnson? 
Had a monster 23.2 points, eight receptions for 92 yards, averaging 11.5 yards a catch for a touchdown. And he also had – that was on 13 targets. His first two weeks, he had 10 and 13 targets. Week three versus Houston – yeah, repeat after me. Versus Houston, he only had two targets. He had one carry for nine yards, and he had zero receptions for zero yards. What in the world happened to Deontay Johnson? And I don't know. I, do you, do I you, was do very you, do you think he's sorry? Do you think he's fantasy relevant still? He's very inconsistent. I mean, I don't trust him. Uh, you know, he had 9.7 to 10 points week one, he had 23.2 in week two, in week three, he didn't even get a point. So uh, I just wouldn't start him. I just don't trust him right now. Who who are you picking? I'm picking the Steelers. I like Philly. Um, but yes. I feel like whenever whenever Raider goes against the Eagles, they end up winning. And That's he's gonna the thought process. I am picking against the Eagles until they actually lose. It's reverse psychology. Eddie knows I'm very superstitious. Eddie has to, Eddie's has to be glued to my couch for every Eagles game. He is good juju. Um, and, yeah, it's reverse psychology. I think the Steelers – I think the Steelers are going to win the game. Um, yeah, it's reverse psychology completely. Rams versus is Redskins or the Washington football team. I mean, we're a Washington Redskins podcast. Fuck it. Uh, I look at this Ram – I just want to comment on this Rams running back court. What the fuck is Sean McVay doing? They're playing musical ch- – all right, Eddie, I'm going to give you a little rundown. All right, here we go. Week one, Cam Akers is the guy. He gets hurt. Okay, no problem. Brown's the guy. Brown goes off. Everyone thinks, okay, let's pick up Brown. Let's play Brown. You know what happens? Daryl Henderson comes in next week. Daryl Henderson has two weeks where he's averaging 20 points a game. Everyone thinks, okay, Daryl Henderson is better than Brown. What happens last week? Brown plays and Daryl Henderson does not see the field. It is fucking musical chairs with the Saint, with the L.A. Rams backfield. Don't play any of them. It's musical chairs. Uh, Cup and Rob Woods. Both had at least 10 last week. At a minimum, they're good flex plays. But, yeah. And, Eddie, I'll let you talk about your Washington Redskins, your Washington football team, because you have, you, have a vest, you have a vested interest, so please take it away. Whew. Terry, Terry, Terry McLaurin. Man, Terry McLaurin has been a great option as a wide receiver, too. He's currently ranked 10th among wide receivers. He had 21.8 points. He had 14 targets for 10 receptions for 118 yards. He had a slow start, but, you know, when there are no receivers in that uh, Washington football team's offense, besides Logan Thomas, who's a tight end, McLaurin gets volume. And when you, when you talk about receivers and you talk about, you know, so when you think about McLaurin going into his second year, and most guys, when they go into their second year, you're like, either are they going to break out after a productive rookie season, or are they going to have a sophomore slump? McLaurin has proven that he is a top 10 to 15 receiver in the league. Uh, personally, he has been a great pick for me. Um, 
and yeah, you know, he he has gotten at least seven targets a game. Uh, in two weeks, he's had 10-plus targets. I love Terry McLaurin. He's one of my favorite receivers in the league. And, you know, if you want to play the what-if game, what if he had a better quarterback? Dwayne Haskins sucks. We all know he's a bust. Um, and that's not even coming from two Eagle fans. I think everyone around the league can come to the consensus that Haskins just isn't it. But McLaurin and Gibson still have value. It's crazy to think that, you know, such a dismal quarterback in Haskins is still able to, you know, provide fantasy value to someone like McLaurin and even Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson had 22.8 points. You know, he had a monster 41-yard run uh, in the midway stages of the game last week. He played tremendous. You know, he really made the most of his 13 touches. Uh, you know, averaging 3.5 yards a carry, he had a touchdown. And he's had three touchdowns, you know, in the first four games of the season. I take that considering that they weren't too sure how much production he was going to get. But he has had pretty balanced produ- production, uh, averaging nine in week one for carries and nine in week three, and then averaging 13 in both weeks two and week four. Um, what was big for Gibson in week four was his ability to catch out of the backfield. He had four receptions for 82 yards, and he averaged 22.8 points last week in full point PPR. I like Gibson again this week in fantasy. Um, James Connors back for me. Um, so I have Gibson at my, at my flex. Uh, I like him this week. Who are you picking? Yes. Yeah, I like the Rams. Um, Jalen Ramsey has been playing out of his mind. If you heard about the story with him and Golden Tate, apparently Jalen Ramsey was engaged, or to, let's just say together with Golden Tate's sister, and then he got her pregnant, and then he decided to just dip. He was out, out of there in no time. Um, him and Golden Tate had beef going into the game. This matchup was two years in the making, um, and Golden Tate got absolutely leveled, completely taken off of his feet on that big hit by Ramsey. That kind of was the catalyst to the fight after the game, where Ramsey, you know, made eye contact with Tate, resulting in a full-out brawl. Apparently, Ramsey was waiting outside of Tate's locker room and the Giants' locker room but no round two was initiated. Um, but let's just say Jalen Ramsey has shut down wide receiver one. So even though McLaurin had a big week four, you know, if he's going up against Ramsey, you never know. Um, let's pull up some players and see how they did against Jalen Ramsey. Amari Cooper to start off, he had 18 points. Um, I'm not sure if Ramsey was covering him the entire time. Um, but let's just say definitely keep an eye out for the matchup between Terry McLaurin and Jalen Ramsey, two young studs, um, premier receiver in McLaurin and Jalen Ramsey has been really proven. He's been proving himself. And the fact that, you know, he, he was worth every single dime that he made from LA. 
Uh, he's proven to be a top three cornerback once again in this league. It's an exciting season to be a Rams fan. Yeah, if if there is any Rams fans out in LA, um, you know, yeah, one of the by the way, just to piggy, just not piggyback, but we forgot to mention this in the Eagles Steelers game. You know, you know, it's you can make the argument that. Darius Slay has been the best corner in all of football. So the Juju Smith-Darius Slay matchup is going to be something you definitely want to keep an eye on in that game. I just wanted to throw that out there because I love Darius Slay. He's as good as advertised. Dolphins versus 49ers. Eddie, how are we feeling about this one? What in the world is up with San Fran's backfield? Nick Mullins sucks. Um, there's definitely not going to be a quarterback controversy in – I think if Garoppolo's not playing, Bether gets the start. He drove them right down the field against the Birds twice. So, yeah, definitely. Okay, so Raheem Oster is questionable. Um, currently projected 14.3 points. It seems like whoever is getting the bulk of the carries in this Niners offense is ultimately fantasy relevant and ultimately a fantasy starter. Um, you know, whoever starts, you just keep an eye out. Um I know the guy in our league has Raheem Moser and McKinnon, so he's able to have the luxury of choice. But whoever starts in that backfield is fantasy relevant every single week. Um, let me touch on Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, um, a guy that I drafted, unfortunately was hurt the first three weeks of the season. Like he had three – he caught three of three targets um, for 35 had 7.5 points. I think his production is ultimately going to go up, but as you talked about it, I don't know how to say this guy's last name. Brandon Ayuk? Yeah, that's correct. It's Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, the last two weeks, has put up 21.1 points, and then he put up 13.6 points against Philly. You could argue that his uh, – one carry for 38 yards and a touchdown ultimately made his week seem a lot better than that it actually was. Um, he was two of five with targets, uh, catching two of those for 18 yards, averaging nine uh, reception. Um, but Brandon Ayuk is a guy that you can't start at your flex right now, but he's definitely a guy you should keep an eye out on. Yeah, I agree. Um, piggybacking off what you said, that made Ayuk's week look a lot better. Um, also, insane game from George Kittle. 40 points last week. The middle of the field was wide open for him all day. That was pretty impressive. And we talked about this a little bit too. Devontae Parker had 21 last week. He looked great. Miles um, Gaskin had kind of a down week. But play Miles Gaskin at the flex at least. Eddie and I are both picking San Francisco this week, right? There's, there's no way you're picking the Dolphins, right? Cool. Nope. Okay. Wow. It'll add 15 for 183. Who? And a touchdown. Kittle. Oh, yeah. Kittle, he had a crazy dude. It was insane. But moving on, this is something we got to keep a look at. Giants, Cowboys. Uh, I'll get us started on this one. Both teams are 1-3 and three in the best – no, sorry. The, Cow- the Giants are 0-4. Oh the Cowboys are 1-3 and three in the best division in football, the NFC East. So, looking at the Cowboys, the Cowboys, they're, they're probably the best one-in-three fantasy-relevant team I've ever seen. Dak threw for, like, 500 yards last week. He had 31 points. 
The Cowboys might be the most straightforward, fantasy-relevant 1-3 team I've ever seen. Dak threw for 502 yards. He's – you can make the argument Dak Prescott is the best fantasy football quarterback, which is just insane considering the fact that they're 1-3. and three. It just shows how bad that Cowboys defense is. Zeke had 20 points. Amari had 30 points last week. CeeDee Lamb really emerged. They're straightforward. Other than Michael – you know, Zeke, Cooper, Dak, CeeDee Lamb, they should all be in your lineup. Michael Gallup. You know, you might want to you might want to bench him. Uh, he's just he's too inconsistent. He's way too inconsistent. Uh, then looking at the Giants, Devonta Freeman, he he emerged last week. He had eleven. He had ten point eight points last week. Now look, I'm not saying start him, but Devonta Freeman, he's somebody where if you're on a running back team riddled by injury. He's somebody you might want to put in your lineup at the flex because at the end of the day, he's Devonta Freeman. He's a very talented player. Um, other than that, Eng- Evan Ingram and Darius Slayton are guys you maybe want to look at. But, yeah, all around, not, not much of an interesting look from the Giants with the, from a fantasy perspective. I'm picking the Cowboys in this game. Uh, Eddie, what do you think? Darius Slayton has fallen apart. Yeah, I know, right? I think – his two touchdowns in week one uh, made his 28.2 points look a lot better. But the last three weeks, he hasn't even put up eight points. So I'm staying away from Darius Slayton. I don't like him at all. Um, and to touch on Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup might be one of the most disappointing players this year in fantasy. Just... Having CeeDee Lamb in that offense when the Cowboys didn't even need a wide receiver, they just wanted to take – you kind of think about the whole, oh, when Philly moved a pick ahead of Dallas to pick up Dallas Goddard in Dallas for the draft. Um, it was a payback important. pick for sure. It was definitely a payback pick. And C.D. Lamb has proven to be – I think C.D. Lamb can finish inside the top 15. Um, you know, he had – C.D. Lamb had like five for 79 and he had two touchdowns. Um Gallup coming off a promising week against Seattle on the road. He didn't look good at all. Um, he's only – he got five targets, which is pretty decent for him. Um, two for 29, did nothing with that. Uh, and ultimately, he's he's not getting the volume that you would like out of a flex play. Um, it's because Dak just has so many other options, and – it's, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's crazy to think that, like, Dak's throwing for 502 yards, and I know he has all those other options, but, you know, you're throwing for 502 yards. How is Gallup not getting involved more? So, it's – Crazy. Yeah. I think the talent's there. It's just who does Dak like more? And right now, like, you saw CeeDee Lamb's first touchdown of the game when he did the mop celebration, but, like, he was wide open. Like, I don't know what's up with CeeDee Lamb this year. Um, He was a guy that I wanted to pick up, but he was going very early in our drafts. Um, Michael Gallup has been a disappointment. Unfortunately, I own him, and I'm looking to even drop him. Uh, Try and and throw him in a trade deal with someone. Try to make him, like, an extra piece in a trade deal. Don't drop him. He's still still valuable. I think, yeah, his fantasy value with Dak throwing – an insane amount of yards each game. Um, he's definitely valuable. Um, 
Yeah, you, he has been a huge disappointment. Who are you picking in this one? I like the Cowboys. Uh, uh, I like Dallas. Um, wait, is it at – I'm assuming it's at New York. Yeah, but, I mean, dude, the Giants are so bad. Like, I think the Giants might be worse, like, than the Redskins. Like, <laughs> I, I – Oh, I definitely think so. Yeah, the Giants – I, I'm excited. To, I really hope the Giants and Jets play this year. That would be something. Broncos versus Patriots. Eddie, what do you think about this one, dog? This Denver offense is very concerning. You know, you have Ripon at quarterback. He has a pretty decent, you know, first half of the game, and then he threw those two straight interceptions, almost blowing the game against a dismal Jets team. Um, no fan went out. He's questionable this week. Um, still projected 0.0 points. Um, I'm starting Johnny Smith this week. Been insane. He's been a top five tight end. Um, you know, obviously he had his bye earlier than anyone else. Um, but yeah, I'm starting Johnny Smith over Noah Fant. Um, Noah Fant has been really good as well. But, you know, having the luxury of drafting two top five tight ends, you have the, you know, illusion of choice when it comes to picking a tight end. Um, Jerry Judy had an insane touchdown. Um, I forget who it was over, but he completely lost him. Um, his 48-yard touchdown really sparked up his fantasy value. Uh, he only went two for 61, uh, obviously having that 48-yard touchdown. Um, he had 14.1 points. It's his best game of the year. He's playing at New England. Um, I'm not sure about this game, considering Newton's coming off of COVID. Um, I know Hoyer's getting the start. So, it's going to be a weird game. I don't know who's going to win this game. But if I had to bet, I like New England. I mean, Nikhil Harry has looked really good as well. Um, he's been a sleeper in most leagues. Um, he's going very late in drafts. He's a second-year receiver out of Arizona State. He's not getting the volume. I mean, actually, he's someone to like, he, dude. He's someone to like. He's a borderline flex play. Um, I think either he booms or he busts. I mean, two out of four weeks, he averages over eleven points. Um, week two, he had eight for seventy-two with twelve targets. Um, he's definitely a guy to keep an eye out on. But I don't trust him right now. He's ranked as wide receiver fifty-one. Um, he is rostered in fifty-two percent of leagues. So. If he's out there, go grab him. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Go grab him. Nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, no, I agree completely. He's definitely somebody you want to stash on your bench. Uh, when you look at the Broncos, you know, I like Melvin Gordon. I like Noah Fant. I like Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, I love, actually. You know, I just love the potential in Jerry Judy. And, and But I'm picking the Pats in this game. With or without Cam Noon, I think the Pats win. Because that Broncos, uh, that Broncos offense looked off without Drew Locke at quarterback. Drew Locke is questionable to play, too. I still think the Pats are the better team. Belichick's the better coach. And, yeah, especially if Brett Ripp is the quarterback. Do not pick the Broncos. Um, Colts versus Browns. Eddie, I love this matchup, dude. Last week, we crapped on the Browns. We were hard on them. We were hard on Baker. We were hard on Jarvis. We were hard on Chubb. We were hard on Kareem Hunt. We were even hard on Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham came to ball last week. He looked like Odell Beckham, how he should look. 
I really hope this is a sign of things to come because I'm an Odell fan and I love the way he plays the game. So that's an exciting fantasy prospect. If you're an Odell Beckham Jr. owner, you are jumping for joy. And if you're a Baker Mayfield owner, you might be jumping for joy too because Baker looked like he was getting it together a little bit last week. Now, but Nick Chubb's out for six weeks and that Browns backfield was as complicated as they come. Now, Kareem Hunt is going to be in a situation very similar to how it was in Kansas City where he's the bell cow, he's the lead back. So if you're Kareem Hunt owner, you're also jumping for joy. The Browns are all of a sudden a promising fantasy team. Now, when you look at the Indianapolis Colts, I feel bad if you know if you took probably every fantasy pundit person's advice and picked up Naheem Hines, I'm sorry, we shouldn't have hyped him up. No one should have hyped him up. But on this team, I only think, other than Rodrigo Blackenship, the GOAT, and Jonathan Taylor, uh, I'm not touching anybody on this Indianapolis team. T.Y. Hilton, oh my gosh, T.Y. Hilton. Okay, Eddie, T.Y. Hilton, ready? He ranks 73rd among wide receivers. 73rd. Nine points, five points, eight points, five points. This guy was like, this guy was a high draft pick. He was drafted in the fourth round in our league, and he's T.Y. Hilton. I don't get it. Like, does Phillip Rivers just hate him? It's, um, it's astonishing how bad T.Y. Hilton is. Um, for, for those reasons, you know, I mean, just for the fact that T.Y. Hilton just stinks now all of a sudden, and the Browns looked great. The Browns are 3-1. and one. The Browns might be a good football team. I'm picking the Browns this week. Eddie, what do you think, buddy? I like the Browns as well. They came off of a great win at Dallas. Even though Dallas has a horrific defense, they were able to keep up with Dallas's offense. Um, Jarvis Landry is a guy I want to touch on. You know, he did have a passing touchdown, and he had 15 points last week, but I still don't trust him. He's not getting a ton of targets. He had five for 48. Okay, great. Oh, man, it's it's so frustrating being a Jarvis, Jarvis Landry owner. You know, weeks two and three, he averaged 7.6 points. That, that won't cut it. I'm sorry. Like, you know, and he is currently ranked um, wide receiver 44. He was going in fifth rounds in drafts. He was going where Diggs was going, which is insane. And, you know, I like Beckham. But also, Beckham has been a guy where he hasn't been putting up the best of numbers until last week. No, yeah, that, that's why I was so excited to see him back on – I don't want to say back on track, but, like, Odell looked like vintage Odell. He had, he, he had 81 yards receiving plus that big rushing end-around play, which was a highlight real play. But, yeah, his number – I just really – I also like the Browns, too. I look at the Browns similar to how I look at Eagles fans, just an underdog mentality – it's Cleveland. It's, it's an absolute dumpster fire for a town. And I just want to see them do well. They're three and one. I really hope they get to four and one next week. I really hope so. It's crazy to think the Browns are three and one. Considering Eddie, Eddie, they were two and one. They had their first winning record since 2008. Think about that. Two and one's their first winning record since 08. That's a crazy stat. I know. Uh, about Odell, I mean, his numbers weren't that great considering, I mean, he did have two receiving touchdowns, but that rushing touchdown really put his numbers to the next level, ultimately jumping him to wide receiver 11 
Um, that being said, I do like Odell, but I just don't know if he is meshed into this Browns offense as much as people thought. I mean, when he was traded, it seemed like the best uh, fit for him, considering that Baker Mayfield coming off a great rookie season, he was reunited with Jar- Jarvis Landry. It's tough. So when Odell was traded to Cleveland, it seemed like the perfect match. It seemed like the perfect fit. He was coming into an offense where Baker Mayfield was coming off an astonishing rookie season. He was reuniting with Jarvis Landry, and the sky looked like the limit with the Browns' offense. They looked like they were going to explode last year, but it hasn't been the case. I don't think Odell has meshed as much as people promised. That being said, you never know what you're going to get with Odell. Uh, but he's still in the wide receiver two range. Um, Absolutely. He's a flex at minimum. Flex at minimum. Uh, definitely startable. Uh, he should be started, frankly. So I like Odell this week. I think he's going to have not as many points. I don't think he's going to put up 38. But I definitely see him putting up, you know, set anywhere from 17 to 25. Vikings versus Seahawks. This is my favorite fantasy matchup of the week. You have the Seahawks, who are the best fantasy football team out there. You have the Seahawks, who have, who have DK Metcalf, who's eighth, Tyler Lockett, who's fourth in fantasy, Russell Wilson, who's second in his position, and Chris Carson is fourth in his position. And then on the Minnesota Vikings, you have Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson. This is a fantasy football fan's wet dream this game. So, Eddie, what do you think? Adam Thielen had a bounce-back week. He had 26.2. He had eight for 114, an average 14.3, and had a touchdown. He's been kind of shaky besides his 31 points in week one and his 26 in week two. Um, It really depends on the matchup, and I think this is a favorable matchup for him. Uh, I'd say he puts up, you know, right around his projection, if not more. I'd say he's between the 17 to 24 range. One of the guys that I've been so excited to talk about this week on the podcast is Justin Jefferson. My goodness. Um, The second week in a row where he's put up 100 yards receiving, and that is only off of four receptions and five targets. I mean, the guy's just incredible. Um, He brings a lot of juice to this Minnesota offense, which they thought at once they they didn't have anymore considering Diggs was off the Buffalo. So it's – Ah, Jefferson is such an intriguing player. Um, started the year very slow. He only had 4.6 and 7.4 points in the first two weeks. But, you know, coming off that 30.5-point game where he had seven receptions for 175 yards, averaging 25, that's over Deshaun Jackson in his prime uh, average per reception. Um, Justin Jefferson is astonishing. I think he's a flex play. Yeah, he's a flex play at the minimum. I love him. He brings the juice. His celebrations are electric. Jefferson is a guy, I think he can finish in the top 15 this week when it comes to wide receivers. I like Jefferson. I'm starting Jefferson. So, Tyler Lockett, he looks great. He has really emerged into one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. The Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf connection is unbelievable. On top of DK Metcalf, he's ranking, he's ranked eighth among positions. Tyler Lockett's ranked fourth. Let's say if they were to remake 
Terrell Owens' body type, it, it would be DK Metcalf. Like, I believe that DK Metcalf, this is a hot take, and I want you to remember that I said this. When it's all said and done, DK Metcalf will be one of the greatest wide receivers in NFL history. I really believe that. And you know what's going to happen in that? He's going to be one of the greatest wide receivers in NFL history, and J.J. Ortega Whiteside is going to be pumping gas outside Wawa. Like, the fact that we <laughs> – uh, Travis Fulgham for president. Like, this Seahawks team is so good. They can hit you in so many different directions. Chris Carson hits you in the running game. Russell hits you in the running game, the passing game. And then you have two elite wide receivers. I'm picking the Seahawks. Eddie, what do you think? I like the Seahawks as well, and I agree with every point you said. Lockett and Metcalf are just unstoppable. Whenever you have two receivers ranking in the top ten in fantasy, you know it's coming from elite quarterback play. But that's also very tough to do. No, I believe no team in the NFL currently has that uh, stat where two receivers are ranked inside the top ten when it comes to fantasy. These guys have been absolutely incredible. It's it's insane their ADP where they were going in drafts. Lockett was going in the third fourth round, uh, right there with Ty Hilton. It's crazy, you know. You either boomed with these picks or you busted, and that has been. That has been the make or break with these teams this year when it comes to fantasy football. I mean, there are a lot of guys that were high on ADP boards but just have not flourished for their ADP. I mean, like we talked about, Kenyon Drake, Joe Mixon, until he had that monster 42-point game, he was going down that path. Uh, Guys like – I don't know why I just thought of Eddie Lacy and the fact that Ooh, um, that's a good comparison. Eddie Lacy was such a flash in the pan. That's a great comparison. I think of Eddie Lacy and the fact that he had a monster rookie year, and then he was going really high in drafts, and then he just fell apart. Um, he and then he gained weight. Pick. And then the Seahawks guaranteed him a bonus if he stayed under 250. And now you never know. But I think Drake – is one of those guys where it's tough, you know. He's still young, I believe. Um, you remember his – I remember owning him when he was in Miami, and he was coming in. He was backing up a running back. Jay Ajayi. And then when yeah, Ajayi left, he became the guy. Yeah, so that year when Ajayi when the Eagles ultimately won the Super Bowl, um, I owned Kenyon Drake, and – when he burst onto the scene, he was great in PPR because he was catching balls out of the backfield. But I think what happens with these running backs is, you know, once they reach ages 27, 28, 29, you saw with Devontae Freeman, I mean, he was one of the most electric running backs in the league. And boom, he just falls off the map. And guess who's replaced him? Todd Gurley? Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. They drafted Tevin Coleman out of Indiana in the fifth round. They didn't use him to his fullest potential. Now he's on San Fran. He's like the second or third running back in that offense. He's hurt. The Falcons, man, you never know who's going to be their running back. Uh, They're more of a passing team, but, like, even with Gurley, like, a guy that was the rushing champion, he was number one in fantasy. I remember drafting him – not drafting him. I remember trading Ryan Matthews when he was on the Eagles and Mike Evans when he was having a slump season 
Um, I remember trading them both for Todd Gurley in his rookie year before he came back from injury because he started the year injured. And I ultimately had him. I picked up David Johnson, and I had Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, and Jeremy Macklin. I ended up winning the league that year, but that's besides the point. Also, I had Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. I don't even know what team that guy's on, but – yeah, I mean, Kenyon Drake just sucks. It sucks to think that he sucks, but he sucks. I love, <laughs> I really... love how this podcast every week, like, a good majority of it is just us just shitting on Kenyon Drake because he is just – he's so bad at football. He's so bad. <laughs> he's actually a lot – I thought he was more of a smaller back. He is 6'1", 212. No, his time is four four five, so it's a bit on the slower side. But you remember the impact he had at Alabama, and obviously you think a lot of running backs out of Alabama, they're really high on draft boards, but then they fall off. Like, think of the best running back from Alabama in the league. It's obviously Derrick Henry, but, you know, TJ Yeldon off the map. Trent Richardson. Uh, Trent Richardson, one of the biggest busts going at three to the Colts. He's also, um, like, one of the biggest busts in fantasy history, too. He was – he was way valued that one year. Was he drafted by the Browns or the Colts? He was with the Browns. Then he got cut by the Browns, shockingly. Then he went to the Colts, and he sucked. Oh, the revival of Trent Richardson. Yeah, my ass, bro. He's – oh, my God. <laughs> but when you think about the running backs, I mean, it's dismal. Mark Ingram has had a very productive year or productive career. Mark Ingram has had a productive career, but, you know, when these guys – these guys were so high-valued coming out of their college careers, people think they would be the next uh, Walter Payton. It's like – I will say about Mark Ingram, though. Mark Ingram has had a great fantasy career. So we talk about running back production, and there was those two years where there was the Kamara-Ingram one-two punch, and I had Mark Ingram in fantasy, and I went all the way to the championship. Like, it was kind of like what we were seeing with the Browns with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Like, if you have two running backs who you're willing to give 15 carries to each game, that's great for fantasy. We're getting a little off track. We have one last game we got to talk about, Eddie. Chargers at the Saints. Eddie unfortunately lost his upset pick against the Saints last week. The Lions almost stuck it out. But, hey, the clip got tons of views and it looked good. But, yep. Eddie, so close, but yet so far. Are you picking the Chargers this week? At New Orleans. I'm riding with the Chargers, man. Justin Herbert looking great last week. Coming off of a loss versus Tampa Bay, where they had that game in the bag. They were up, I believe, 24-7.5, and they just fell apart. But Justin Herbert has been one of the biggest waiver wire ads. Um, He's averaging 19.2 points, I believe. No, that's what he's projected. Justin Herbert has averaged 18.9 points after only starting three games. It sucks for Tyrod Taylor, but Justin Herbert looks great. Uh, 24.8 in week two, 17.5 at a bit of a down week. Still throwing for 330 yards. Like, it's insane. And then week four at Tampa Bay, he's 20 for 25, 80% completion percentage, 290 for three in the INT, had 25 points. And four. Obviously, if he didn't have the INT, he would have, would have had more. But, man, this guy is throwing for 300 yards almost. This guy, 
you either use that part or you use this part. We'll decide when I say this part. This guy is throwing for a borderline 300 yards. He's looked insane. Uh, I remember all the skeptics about him coming out of college. Like, he's going to go too high in NFL drafts, da-da-da-da-da. He has looked incredible. And it's not like they're the most efficient passing offense. Like, you think of the guys that he's throwing to. You know, you have Keenan Allen. Mike, Willen, Mike Williams has been up and down. Um, but, man, it's like – Oh, yeah, he's great. Dude. And Austin Eckler sucks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Austin Eckler does Eckler. not suck. He does not suck. He's 13th in fantasy points among, t- among running backs. He does not suck. So, But I will say, though, about Austin Eckler, he got hurt last week. He's doubtful. You want to try to pick up Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson because, because – uh, Austin Eckler might not play, so those could be two options this week. And, um, yeah, I mean, I like the Saints in this game. Michael Thomas is questionable. You obviously play Kamara if you can. But, yeah, I, I like the Saints. I think it's a close one, though. I think, you know, I think Justin Herbert, from what I've seen, he looks like he's built like Mitch Trubisky, but he's good at football. So, I like Justin Herbert, but I do like the Saints. You know, I think they have more weapons, especially if Michael Thomas plays. But, yeah, I mean, intriguing fantasy options all the way around in this one. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trust Joshua Kelly even in week two uh, when I believe Austin Eckler was out. Um, I'm not sure about that. But even when Joshua Kelly got the bulk of the carries, he only averaged 2.8 yards in an attempt. He went 23 for 64 and no touchdowns. I mean, still had 13 points because he had a couple catches out of the backfield. But, man, like, I wouldn't touch any of these running backs with a 50-foot pole. Um, Unless Eckler's healthy, obviously you got to start him because, of course, uh, you invested a lot of him in your drafts. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen out for the season or he's a top 10, 12 wide receiver. Last three weeks, you know, he had a dismal week one, had 7.7 points, but, you know, he had 16, 30, and 14, weeks two, three, four. Um, at New Orleans, he's going to be going up against Marcus Lattimore. Um, you know, he had 12 targets in week four, and then he had a insane, like, surreal stat. He had 19 targets. He had 13 for 132. Keenan Allen, it's not like anyone's taking his uh, volume and his targets. Justin Herbert loves him. And, it, I mean, even with Marcus Latimer, I mean, you're starting Keenan Allen. Any, uh, anything else, dude? Guys, uh, this has been a long Zoom call. We apologize for the audio technical difficulties. We will be moving to Google Hangout next week. But, yeah, if the audio is choppy, I'm sure it will be. We apologize. It will not happen again. Um, Eddie, anything else you want to say to the viewers? Nope. That will be it. Um, Watch out for T. Higgins. (laughs) Yes, sir. Watch out for T. Higgins. Uh, Bet with Thrive Fantasy, promo code NEST, all caps. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right, guys. Good luck. Go kill it. Yep.
nadie si por 